Hello everyone, um, it has been a while since I have done this podcast, I believe the last time I did it was in February 2021, so it's been over a year, and uh, obviously I have some stuff to talk about. Um, I have graduated high school and moved on to college, so I'm going to talk about that in this episode. I am going to talk about where I see this Damn, I'm going to talk about where I see this podcast going, what I plan on doing with this podcast, um, what changes I want to make. Um, I also want to talk about how I want to engage with you, the listener. So I hope you stay around and listen in for that. I'm also going to be talking about, obviously, current world events, the economy, uh, Joe Biden, um, the war in Ukraine. I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff like that. And I hope you stay around to listen because... I am going to be doing this more, and I would love it if you listened and gave me some feedback and engaged with me. It would be great. So um, thank you for even listening this far. So thanks. So I'm going to start with talking about my life. So in the year that I've been gone, I have graduated high school and have moved on to college. And so I'm going to be discussing the sort of difficulties that I I have faced as a new college student. And uh, I'm interested in seeing if many of you agree. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to be discussing that. And so I'm going to start with making friends in college, because I feel that, honestly, that's the most important part of college. I understand getting your degree is important. Um, I understand learning the skills that you need is very important. But if you are going to college, doing all that alone, with no support from anyone, with no support from any friends, no one to work on that goal with, no team to help you to back you up, then it will be, I personally believe that will be one of the worst times of your life. So, me personally, I, for the first couple weeks, struggled making friends in college. And that's because, you know, sometimes you have classes where you can't exactly just talk whenever you want to. The teacher just goes on and on and on and on and on and on about things. But what I've realized is that the value does not sit in class, it sits outside of class. So if you can, if you're, you know, you're sitting next to someone, if your teacher doesn't throw out any, you know, uh, rapport building exercises or anything like that, first time you see them, compliment them on something. Just anything. Preferably something that they chose to do. For instance, say, I love your shoes. Or, you know, if it's someone who has who messes with their hair a lot, you know, I love your hair. Or if they're wearing a certain article of clothing about music, say, you know, you know, I like that band. Or if you even have, haven't even heard of the band, you can ask, what band is that? And you can just ask questions about it, and they'll talk, and they'll talk, and you'll learn, and you'll become better friends with them. I understand that's better, easier said than done. But if you, even the smallest thing can make, can make the class so much better. Um, for instance, in my English class, uh, I've become friends with, friends with this one guy. He works out like I do. He, we re- recently started kind of getting along because 
he wants to read Chainsaw Man. And I've read it like four times. But he's like, I cannot find chapter one. I can't find it no matter what I do. And the anime came out yesterday. The first episode of the anime came out yesterday. And he came up to me today and he was like, did you watch it? Didn't even say what it was. He just asked me if I watched it. And I said, yeah, it was pretty good. And we just talked about that for like five minutes. And it was it was little. It wasn't a big, you know, we're not best friends all of a sudden or anything. But it was enough to refresh me for the day, right? It was enough to make me feel more comfortable and more sort of involved. And like I, it distracted me from class and things like that. So that was nice. Um, another example is there was this girl who I sat next to in one of my classes. And it was one of my last classes. And as we were walking out, I went up to her, tapped on her shoulder, and I said, I like your shoes, by the way. And she turned around and she said, thanks, they hurt a lot. And then got into an elevator and went down. And uh, now we talk almost every day. Of course, we don't talk about anything deep or anything like that. But we talk pretty consistently. And I'm pretty decent friends with her now. So any little bit helps because that it's like the, you know, the snowball rolling down the hill kind of thing and starts small. And then you, you know, you talk to each other more in class outside of school, then you trade numbers or snaps or something and it rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls until eventually you're pretty decent friends and you can, you start studying together, you start doing more things together, you go to school events together and it's just nice. You get your own new group of friends. That's especially important if you have no one from your old school, if you if you if you are far away from where your old school was, or if you're um, you don't really talk to many of your friends from high school, that's very important to me, and I believe it to most people. I think that that is a very valuable part of college. And when it comes to grades and classes and things like that, I don't know if it's just a thing at my college since it's not a very expensive. It's kind of a cheap college or whatever. It's not a very well, you know, renowned college. But you have a textbook, and you read the textbook. And then you go to class, and for almost the whole time, the teacher just talks about things that you read in the textbook. And you're sitting there, and you're like, I've already taken notes on this. I've dedicated it to memory, some sort, right? And I feel like I am decently well prepared for what you're going to give me in terms of assignments or or tests, or anything like that, and now I'm just basically sitting here watching you ramble, ramble on about this this topic, this topic that I already know what we're going to talk about, so why am I here, and it feels like that's just every single class every day, so you get to a point where you're like, all right, I'm not going to read the textbook, and then you get to class, and they ask you questions that are in the textbook, and it's like, well, you're going to tell me anyway, so why does it matter? It kind of has this weird feeling. It feels like you have to almost execute this balance where you kind of skim over the textbook and then you go to class and you learn it more in depth or something like that. But what I've learned is that if I get in class and I just don't feel like being there at all, I have a good grade, I know what we're doing, I up to date and all the stuff that we're doing, I'm turning in my assignments, I'm getting my work done, everything is going perfectly fine, I have at least a B, I'm just not going to go to class. 
And it does kind of feel like you may be disrespectful to the teacher. It could feel like, you know, you're wasting an opportunity. But what I have found is that it is so much more valuable to leave the class and work on what you believe you need to work on. Because what happens is that ultimately your judgment is either right or it's wrong. And you can learn about when it's right. And you can you can study about what you did wrong on your judgment of what you thought you knew and what you should know instead. And there is a value in understanding what you yourself are capable of. I feel like developing that ability is much more important than anything you'll learn in college. Developing the ability to understand what you need to work on personally and being able to make that judgment and being able to make the judgment of where you need to spend your time is extremely valuable, I believe. And that's one of the things I've learned from college is that, like for instance, today, right now I would be in class. But I decided, you know what? I have a B, high B. I am pretty confident in my ability for this chapter. I'm just not going to go. I'm just not going to do it. I don't see a reason in me going. I could go home and work on this right now, do this thing that I haven't done in forever that I've been meaning to do. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get that done. So I did. That's what I've been doing. Um, That's why I'm doing this right now, because I wanted to do this instead of that. So... And when it comes to getting the motivation to study, I definitely struggle with keeping motivation because I'm one of those people where I like to be doing things that I find interesting. For instance, recently I've bought a banjo. I bought a because I already played guitar, so I bought a banjo. I bought a mandolin. I have a kalimba. I have, um, I bought a bunch of different instruments. And so now it's that's the only thing on my mind is learning these new instruments. I have getting people, getting together with people to play with these instruments, right? Learning and building that skill. So I'm in class. I don't want to learn about English composition. I don't want to analyze a speech. I want to be home learning banjo. I want to be learning all these things that I personally see a lot of value in, right? I enjoy doing these things. But the thing that I have learned is that when you're in class and you feel like that and you cannot focus and you have no motivation to get any work done, just sit and listen, right? Actually sit and listen to what the teacher is saying. You don't have to remember it. You don't have to study. You don't have to take any notes. Just sit and listen to the teacher as if you were going to have a conversation with them, right? As if whatever they're going to say, you're going to reply to, and you're going to actually sit down and have a conversation with them. Even if it's a lecture hall of 400 people, listen as if you're going back and forth. And you can even keep that going in your mind, right? If you listen to them say something, create a fake response that you're going to say to yourself. Because then you're, you're actually evaluating what they're saying. And you're focusing on it. And you're trying to put some sort of value on it because you're acting like you're going to discuss it further. Right? And if you're in a small classroom, you may actually be able to discuss it further. And if you come up with any questions, you can go to the teacher afterwards and ask that question. So sitting and just listening and acting like you're going to respond is amazing. It's extremely valuable because it takes your mind off of the things that you want to do and focuses it in on the current moment. And that's what matters most. Focusing on the current moment is the key to focusing in education, in my opinion. That's at least what's helped me. I understand that can be difficult for people who, you know, have ADHD or things like that, but I found that the more that I do it, the better I get at it, and the improved I am, the more improved I am. So, 
I the, the only aspect of that that I feel doesn't necessarily apply is when you get home. The second I get home, I want to do something else because I'm surrounded by distractions. So if you have room to create a office space, do it. But if you're like me and you kind of live in a smaller home and you don't really have space in your room for a desk or anything like that, then you can work on the kitchen table. But of course, I say that, you know, that's distracting. I don't want to do that. If your school has a library you can go into, go there, work there. That's definitely helpful. Um, But if you decide, I want to work at home, I want to get my work done at home, get a specific playlist that you listen to for working. Have something, have a specific flavor of gum that you chew. Have a specific thing in your hand that you roll around. Wear a specific ring that you wear whenever you study. Do something, right? Do something that you only do when you study or work on school. Because what happens is the second you put that on, you will be able to focus. You'll you'll slowly be able to, you'll have to build that up, obviously. But you'll get the mentality that, okay, whenever I do this thing, whenever I chew this taste of gum or something, I am focusing on work and I'm getting something done because there's plenty of research out there that says when you do work in your bed, it's difficult to sleep because you're used to doing work in your bed. You're used to working in your bed, right? Whenever you play video games in your bed, your brain says, this is where I play games. I seek entertainment here. This is not where I sleep, right? So, If you want to work at home, try not to do it in your room. If you decide to do it in your room to avoid distractions, listen to a a specific playlist. Um, uh, Chew a specific gum. Uh, Do anything that you would only do when you were studying. And I found that to be very beneficial as well. Um, And next, I want to hear about your problems. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a discussion post. And if you're listening on Spotify, I believe that you can respond. I would love to hear what you guys think. I would love to hear what you guys are struggling with when it comes to school or even careers or anything like that. Um, I'd love to hear what your struggles are because if I can relate to that and I can provide some sort of input, I would love to. And if you want to provide input to me and others, um, put something down that has helped you with school or focusing at work or anything like that. And I'll pin it and we'll see if anyone can benefit from that. I'd love to hear from y'all. And I'm sure there's multiple people that would also love to hear from you. So... If you have any input, please, please be involved. So, thank you. So now I'm going to talk about what I plan on doing with this podcast, what I'd like this podcast to become, and what, honestly, I feel like I should take this podcast, and what I want to form it into, if that makes sense. So, my expectations for this podcast aren't very large, um, I don't really care if I get too much of a following. I really want to have it be a place for new and interesting ideas. I want it to be a place where people can come together and discuss things that normally people wouldn't be able to. I want you to have some input in it. I want me to have some input. I want everyone who listens to be able to learn something new from it. Not just because... It helps me learn, but because it would help others as well. As well, so that's what I want this to become. In terms of the quality, I would like to increase the quality, get a better microphone, things like that. Um, but obviously, I don't really have the funds for that to contribute towards that. So once I can start doing this consistently, 
Um, I will attempt to do that. Uh, if you have any re- recommendations about things like that, I will. Um, and I thought about putting in advertisements because there's a function for that, but I don't really feel comfortable doing that right now. Maybe later when uh, this becomes a bigger part of my life, but right now, if I'm just going to do this maybe twice a week, um, I don't really see a point in doing that. Uh, maybe if I get a decent following, maybe I'll do that. And I see this as an avenue for income, but I don't currently realistically see a reason to do it. So you won't see ads for a while. Um, and also, as I said before, I want this to become a thing where we discuss. So I will be attempting to take advantage of the discussion feature that, that my recording platform has. Um, I will also, I want to post this other places too, where it's easier to discuss. Um, I would love to post it to YouTube and things like that, but right now I'm not going to do that for now. Once it's, I start picking it up and I do it consistently, maybe, probably, but right now I won't, I won't bother with it. Um, I definitely want to have this be part of my life, but like I said before, I'm managing my expectations. I want this to be a bigger part of my life, but at the same time, I'm not going to throw everything into it. I feel that right now this production value is, it's okay, it's listenable, it's not the best, but I feel like if me and you, right, if we all, if if you decide to start listening consistently and providing input and things like that, and I become a valuable part of people's lives, I would love to increase the value. I'd love to be able to make this a bigger part of my life, as you will, right? If more people make this podcast about their life, I'll make it a bigger part of my life. If you, if you all decide that listening to me is worth it, I'll make it even more worth your while. If you give me a chance, right, I will fulfill whatever expectations I hope you have because I want this to be a platform not just for me but for us, right? I want it to be a platform we all work together to solve issues that we're all facing right now, right? And that's why I think it's interesting when I checked up on my uh, my statistics because my audience, I believe it was like 60% German, and then it was like a certain percentage of uh, pretty decent chunk of the U.S., which makes sense. And then a bunch of other countries. But I was surprised to see German have the highest. I think that's cool, though. And I'd love to hear from anyone who's from Germany, who's in school, going through careers, anything like that, if they wanted to pitch in. I think that's really cool. Um, I'd love to have viewership from other countries than just Germany and the U.S., uh, to have other inputs from people from different countries. I think that would be really interesting. And, yeah, I want this to be a thing not just for me, but for everyone, anyone who wants to engage. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you have someone who would love to learn about the things I'm talking about or would have any kind of input into what I'm talking about, I'd love to. I'd love it if you shared it to them. Um, if you share it with them, uh, and they get involved, that's perfect for not just me, it's perfect for everyone. It's great for everybody to be able to learn something, right? And that's, well, like I said, I want to spread this to other platforms. Um, I was thinking about taking certain clips out of it and posting it to TikTok, but I believe that I need to get the quality better first if I'm going to do that. So, yeah, if we start getting more listeners, um, I'll definitely focus on this more. And But right now I'm planning on doing it twice a week. I may change that after a couple weeks 
if I decide that right now, you know, I can't get proper, um, if I decide, well, I'm, you know, not, not passing this class, I'll skip it for one week, I'll do it once a week. Um, if I, you know, can't come up with proper things to talk about, I'll focus on something else. But I want to try to make this podcast a bigger part of my life because I, I feel like if I take the time to learn about myself, challenge myself, and do things myself in order to talk about it on here, you know, if I learn about new things in order to discuss it with y'all, then that will be immeasurably valuable to my life. That will be brilliant for my life, and I would love to do that. So if you have any recommendations for helping me, helping others, helping anything like that, I will put a discussion post saying that. I'll probably do multiple. If you want to engage in it, you can. You don't have to, obviously. But I would love it if you could, and I'm sure other people would love it. Also, like I said earlier, please share if you think someone would be interested in this. Um, you know, it's it's something that I... I don't have a podcast that I will want to share with someone because it's a discussion type thing. I don't have a podcast where when I share it with someone, they can actively engage in it, and that's what I want. I want to have a podcast where people can say, hey, there's this guy, he has this community that he talks to, where they communicate, and it's amazing for you know dealing with life problems and things like that. I want that. I want to be a community. And if you're willing to help me with that, I would love that, so... Thank you for listening up to this point. Um, thank you for listening to me ramble up until this point. I still have a whole other uh, part that I'm going to do. Um, and yeah, thank you. Next, I'm going to talk about um, specific events worldwide, uh, some specific to the U.S., some specific to the world. Um... I believe first we should start with the war in Ukraine and personally how I feel about it. Uh, the How I feel that other people feel about it, how interest, interesting things I think about that, and just how it's affected my life and how I believe it's affected others. Me personally, I feel that when it comes to the United States, it's mainly about just consistently keeping war. The... Uh, industrial, uh, war complex, all that stuff. Um, I feel like that's all it's about for America. For America, it's mainly just keeping the war machine going, um, keeping it profitable, keeping the United States in a constant state of war, which I think is just an awful idea. If any, you've done any, if you have ever read The Art of War, I think it's a very interesting book. In fact, I might try to find the specific section I'm talking about because I have it right here. The Art of War... It has. It talks specifically about how consistent, permanent uh, war is awful for a nation. I probably will not be able to find it, but I know it's in there somewhere. It talks about how consistent fighting, never-ending battle, is awful for a nation because it exhausts its of it, it, it exhausts it of its resources. And I feel like that's still true today, right? I mean, the United States only has a certain amount of resources it can take advantage of. And it does feel like it's kind of continuous because of how how just overall powerful we are, how powerful our, our, our military is. But even then, even then it's just too much. Um, I feel like we don't have – it's not going to be able to go on for forever – 
Our politicians are benefiting from the war. That's obvious. There's a whole, you know, meme about it. Uh, our, you know, there's billionaire companies, trillionaire companies benefiting from this war. Um, obviously, Russia is exhausting a lot of resources, but there's they're benefiting in some sort of way. They wouldn't have a reason to do it otherwise. Um, in the U.S., it's just the war in Ukraine. The war in anywhere, honestly, is just a money scheme. That's all it is. It's just a money It's a way to, to make trillionaires, really just, it's a way to make billionaires more, more money is all it is. It's a way to make these trillionaire companies more and more money so that way they can lobby it to politicians and those politicians can make more money and then they can influence legislation to make them even more money. That's all it is. It's just a money-making scheme. The military-industrial complex is behind the war in Ukraine and that's honestly what I believe. I believe that that's, that's true. And I believe that the U.S. is massively benefiting from it. Um, when it comes to Russia, I feel like Russia, and somehow they are benefiting from it. I feel like Russian oligarchs and things like that, they're making so much money off of this. I feel like the people of Russia are suffering from it. And I feel like Ukraine is just being this tool. It's this sort of, you know battleground for these two superpowers to fight over just like World War just like the Cold War um it's just another aspect of the Cold War it's just an extension of it so you know another it's another Vietnam and but but you know the US isn't directly involved in it it's it's all it is it's just it's another proxy war for the US to fight US and Russia to fight um obviously the US has more power than Russia but when in the nuclear age that doesn't matter you know, am I afraid of nuclear war? Obviously, everybody's afraid of nuclear war. The possibility is always there. It's endless. Any the drums could be bombed at the bombs, the bombs could be dropped at any moment, any time, right now. Right, it could drop right now and we all die. Um, but I don't believe it to be a permanent outcome. Obviously, if you can prepare prepare for it to happen, if you have a basement. You know, make sure it's clean or whatever. If you have, uh, you know, stock up on water if you need to. Um, stock up on non-perishable food items. Anything like that. Uh, but honestly, I don't see it happening. Because what's the point in ruling over unusable land? Right? Say Putin does drop nukes all over the United States. Completely decimates it. What's the point? What does he earn from that? Sure, he can take over Ukraine. He can do all this. You know, it basically just defunds all of NATO. And he can move in on all these other European and Asian countries, right? But it's just I don't feel like it's a viable option. It's not... I understand that people are afraid that he'll take that drastic action. But I feel that it's so drastic that the remaining members of NATO would just absolutely demolish Russia. They would just completely destroy Russia. I just fit that's I understand that that's a possibility. It's not an inevitability, right? But I feel like that's just what would happen eventually. Of course, I'm not a world leader. I don't fully understand how these things work. But I'm just a normal person, right? But so are we. We're all normal people, and most people are normal. And this is what most people think. And I, I personally feel that it's just not going to happen. It's just not a possibility. It's not. An inevitability, like some people treat it as. It's not inevitable. It's definitely possible. It's not inevitable.
Um, I definitely don't think the U.S. would drop the bombs first. It's like once again, it's possible, but I I don't see it happening at all. And I feel like it's just going to be these little ground wars that just go on for forever in these surrounding countries. Um, one thing I do think is interesting is that Russia and Mexico are allied. I think that's very interesting. Because, you know, there's the Zimmerman telegram. Uh, Germany sent, you know, Mexico this uh, a telegram that was saying that, you know, if you help us fight the war, we'll give you Texas or whatever. Um, I could see that happening again. I could see the uh, uh, Mexico fighting against the U.S. in support of Russia. I could see that happening again, especially with the... Uh, all these border issues and things that we're having and the uh, demonization of Mexico itself as a culture and as a country in the United States. I understand fully why the Mexican government would would opt for that. But also, I don't see them winning that. I would see Russia taking advantage of them and then, you know, they just end up powerless. So I don't see them doing that anyway. I don't see them invading the United States or anything like that. Um... Uh, I believe now would be a good time to move on to Biden, now that we're talking about immigration and all this stuff. Obviously, Biden has a lot of issues. I feel like everyone can accept that idea that he has a lot of issues, but I do feel that he has sort of brought us back to this political average, right? He's nothing special. He is slightly liberal, if that, right? And... He doesn't really represent anybody. But because of that, everyone he kind of represents this middle ground for everyone to focus on. For instance, I he supports gay marriage. Most people support gay marriage, right? That's obvious. Most even southern people, like even Republicans support gay marriage. They're like, "Well, if they want to do it, let them." Right? Most people do. Um Interracial marriage, most people support interracial marriage. They don't really care. If you want, that's their opinion. They're like, if you want to do it, go for it. Um, even recreational marijuana, most people support that. I believe it was like two-thirds of all Americans support it, which I understand most Americans live in, you know, countries where it's already legalized, or, or states, rather, where it's already legalized. But I think it's, I think even in the South, like even in the Republican states, they support it because... It's government interference. I don't see why they wouldn't, right? And uh, I feel like that's very important to understand is that when it comes to those issues, Republicans and Democrats aren't that different, honestly. They are not that have that differing opinions. It's mostly just Congress, right? It's mostly the people that represent us that say that, that say that there's these, oh, well, it's these two different ideological differences that are splitting us. It's like, no, not really. Like, most people support recreational marijuana, gay marriage, interracial marriage. Most of these things that they say are extremely divisive aren't really. Like, most people support or for those things. Like, it's just a thing. It's like a... For context, my parents are extremely Republican, so they, you know, they talk bad about... I'm not going to say they're extremely Republican, but they are. They're, you know, you can tell they're Republican. And uh, they're conservative, for anyone who doesn't know what the Republican or Democratic parties are. They're conservative. And uh, it's listening to them talk. They're like, you know, they shouldn't. I shouldn't be forced to take a COVID, COVID vaccine. It should be my opinion. I should have control of that, of my autonomy. 
And then, you know, they'll go and say whatever about abortion, which I think is stupid. But they'll say, you know, well, the government can't force me to put something in my body, right? That's what they'll say about the COVID vaccine. Like, the government can't act actively force me to take something, especially if it's possibly dangerous or whatever, right? And I said, well, if the government can't force you to take something, why can't they force you to not take something? Right? My, they didn't understand at first, and I said, well... If you say that the government can't force you to take a vaccine, why is it that they can keep you from taking whatever drug you want, right? And at that moment, both my parents realized that, like, hey, it's either full body autonomy or no bodily autonomy, right? It's, I should have the right to choose what I can or can't put into my body, right? If I want to put whatever I want in my body, I should be allowed to. The government should not be forced. The government should not be able to force me to not take it, right? Uh, because everyone would be like, every, everyone would think ridiculous if the government said, no, you can't take the vaccine. Like, what? why wouldn't I be able to take a vaccine? And the question is, why is it that you're not okay with the government forcing something into your body, but okay with them not allowing you to put something into your body, right? And I explained that to them, and they're like, that's actually fair. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I managed to kind of push them to a more libertarian mindset in that way. I think it's interesting. So, when you, me and my parents disagree about things like that, but we kind of, it's it's like everyone agrees that Joe Biden isn't the best choice, obviously. And it's like, well, who is? Trump obviously isn't the best choice. Some people believe that, but I don't believe he's the best choice. I don't believe DeSantis is the best choice. Maybe if you're very conservative, he would be. I don't believe uh, Kamala Harris is the best choice for anybody. I do believe that one of the better individuals in Congress, uh, representatives kind of person, is uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Now, if you haven't done any research about Tulsi Gabbard, I recommend you do. Um, she's a very interesting character. She was in the Navy, I believe. Um, she, you know, she's a military woman, and she's a represent. I believe, a senator for Hawaii, Hawaii, I think. And she's very, you know, middle of the ground, independent thinker kind of person. Actual independent thinker, not someone who claims they're independent thinkers by going against the grain because then you're not independent. But she's someone who actually believes that you need to look at things objectively. And uh, she recently dropped out of the Democratic Party, off the Democratic ticket, which was kind of disappointing for me because I was going to vote Democrat. And I liked her policies. I liked the way she talked about politics. I liked the way she discussed with other politicians. She was very middle of the road, slightly independent, and liberal leaning, which is honestly what I am. And so I thought she was interesting, and then she dropped off the Democratic ticket. So now I have to wait and see where she goes. So um, in terms of that, I think it's I think she's interesting. She would, I definitely believe she would have been a better choice than uh, Joe Biden. But obviously we didn't get we didn't get that, sadly. But uh, right now is interesting because it's not a very divisive moment in America. Right now, there's nothing really going on in America. Uh, I feel like something hap- soon will happen. Soon something's going to happen. It's going to cause this big uproar. It's going to be just like what happened with George Floyd. It's going to be uh, you know, something like January 6th where it's going to divide people even more than they are already. Because right now, political discourse has just kind of faded away with Joe Biden. Like I said, it's kind of everyone has kind of agreed that he's very middle ground. Doesn't really su- no one really supports him that much. Um, so yeah, I believe that something big is going to happen soon. It's going to cause a lot of division within the United States, and it's going to 
bring us back to the days of, you know, the Black Lives Matter protests and riots and all those things. So I definitely would say look out for that. Um, obviously, one of the big divisive things is the economy right now. Uh, a lot of people believe that, you know, paying off student debt, things like that, uh, is a very important part of what should be done. Um, other people believe that that would just be even worse because you're pushing more money into the economy. Um, because right now we have massive rates of inflation all over the world, not even the United States. And of course, you know, Russia is partially to blame, but it's also in the United States, at least partially the companies, uh, companies had weak supply chains and now that's just completely ruined and we're facing the consequences of it. You had it with baby, uh, uh, diapers. You had it with, uh, 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 formula. You had it with so many things. You have it with food too, honestly. Um, all these things are increasing because the price of getting them to the shelf is increasing. Um, companies have to pay more to get them there. So really we can blame, corporations' faults for not quite preparing, having weak supply chains. You can also blame the government for not preparing the people for things like this. And I am of the opinion that I definitely don't support putting more money in the economy because that's one of the reasons that inflation is so high right now uh, because, you know, we had the uh, COVID relief bill uh, where, you know, they sent out the, 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 the stimulus checks to try and stimulate the economy, which just raised inflation. Uh, I believe we should go with what we always do, you know, the Federal Reserve, things like that, uh, and work to lower inflation as it is right now. Gas has lowered some. It's not nearly as bad as it was uh, in early 2020, or late 2021, early 2020, early 2022. It's definitely gotten better, but I definitely see it taking an even bigger downturn. Um, the economy just having massive inflation, getting worse. Um, so yeah, I believe that that's definitely something that's going to happen if we don't do something about it. So I believe that's what we need to do. Um, I also believe that when it comes to individual responsibility with these things and how we need to deal with this as individuals, obviously be engaged in local politics. That's always very valuable. Um, go to city hall meetings if you can. Uh, participate in local elections, vote for people you believe can make a difference locally. Um, but if you are struggling economically personally, uh, do research. Honestly, like in your free time, try to do research about your local economy. Try to do research about potential f- open markets. For instance, recently I've been thinking there's a ton of antique shops near my house where I live. So I was thinking about going, I went to one. Right, and there's this massive mall. It's been there for years. And when I walked outside, there was four vans with uh, packed up bags on the top of them. Some of them had like canoes and stuff. Some of them had like the camping crates that people put their stuff in attached to the top of their of their vans. And I was like, dang, these people must be from other places. Right, and I walked out to the parking lot, looked at all their license plates. They were all from different states. Every single car was from people from different states traveling to where I live. So I was like, okay, what if I, because I, I have a cricket, I can make t-shirts, I, I, I can make pretty decently uh, well-made t-shirts too. So I thought, well, maybe, 
this antique shop that has a ton of people from other states. This was also that when I did that, when I looked at the cars, that was on like a Wednesday afternoon. So I was like, okay, well, if this is like this on a Wednesday afternoon in the middle of like, like at the beginning of fall, right? The end of summer, the beginning of fall, surely there's a market for this. So I thought I can make t-shirts. What if I go in and potentially make t-shirts for this antique mall? Because I could totally see someone coming through you know, they just did whatever, pulled up. They're like, here's this antique mall. Let's go through. And then they see a shirt about the antique mall. And they're like, you know what? Let's get this as a souvenir. They buy it. It's, you know, $30, whatever. They leave and they have that now. And then I make money off of that. I could totally see someone doing that. I could see me doing that. I have done stuff like that. I've done stuff like that before. So I don't see why not. So I've, I've, I've been thinking about doing that as another source of income. Um... I've been thinking, honestly, I've been thinking about investing more in the stock market and real estate, things like that. So, yeah, do research about things that locally, you know, go to local businesses, see what is needed around your area, and you might find a potential market that you could fill. Because that's ultimately all you need to worry about is filling a market, especially in times like this where it's a possible recession. Um, that's very important. Finding where you can fit into the economy uh, is amazing. And it's it, you become part of the community and... Uh, it's a valuable skill to learn. So, yeah. And with that, I think I'm going to leave it off at this section. So, if you, honestly, if you got this far, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I understand I'm saying thank you a lot in this episode, but it does mean a lot that some people are actually interested in what I'm talking about. And if there is a community for this, I'd love to, love to get myself involved with it. So, thank you. Okay, so this is where I'm going to end it off. Um, If you got to the end, thank you. Um, Once again, I left a discussion thing. I'm talking about, you know, asking what in your struggle, in your life, how have you learned from your struggles? What have you learned from your struggles? How can you get past them? So if you would like, please answer that. I would love it if you did. I'm sure others would like to know. Um, uh, Once again, if you liked this episode or if you like the podcast in general, please share it. Uh, I'd love it if you did. I'd love to have more people engaged with this. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try to make this consistently a consistent part of my life. And I'd love it if you did too. So 